Boy, choir, thank you so much. What a way to start Easter Sunday morning. Thank you for being here. If you visit with us, please know you are our special guest today. Hope you feel right at home and welcome here at Midway EPC. And trust that God will bless each of us by having been together in fellowship one with another as we worship God this morning. Thank you. Boy, the choir got my songs got me choked up. Thank you. Man. A couple of announcements. Uh, if you have your bulletin, uh, please be aware of a couple of, of announcements. One, about the love offering for this month, which begins today. We'll go towards the Jordan Crossroads Ministry. Uh, you can read a little bit more about that there. Uh, also, uh, mission, mission program coming up. Mr. Terry, you want to say something about that? Please, sir. Well, let everybody know that the Mission Evangelism Committee is going to be sponsoring a mission program on Sunday the 15th of April at 7 p.m. And we're going to talk about the Palmer Home trip took last year to Mississippi. We're going to have a couple of guests here with us to um, share. We're going to have some slides and video to go along with that, and we'll have some refreshments afterwards. So just want to make sure everybody even knows that. Thank you. Thank you. Also, yesterday, what a, what a successful day yesterday. Right here uh, at Midway, had lots of Easter eggs that were hid and lots of little people running around finding those eggs and lots of older folks here hiding those eggs. What a blessing it was. Thank you for coming and being a part of that. It was truly, truly a blessing. And a big thank you again goes out to... Allison, uh, Benton, Allison's on the back row back there. Thank you, Allison, for what all you did and, and pulled that off. It was wonderful. Everything was great. And anybody else who have may have had a hand in that, uh, organizing that yesterday. So thank you so much. And along those lines, if you would care for a cupcake right after church. Now, you cannot eat it on the way home. Uh, only if your parents let you, but there'll, there'll be some cupcakes down in the, in the fellowship hall right below us. Uh, if you would like one, please get one. Also, there is, uh, some little containers of Play-Doh for children only, adults, hands off of the Play-Doh. So if you would like some Play-Doh, there's some down there. We need to get rid of it. I don't think it's going to last a year. So use it and enjoy. So young folks, if you want to, uh, take care of that after worship. That would be great. Okay. We do have some birthdays and anniversaries uh, this week. Uh, let's look at that. Heather and Andrew Baylor, happy anniversary today. Um, Stephanie Harrington, birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday to Stephanie. Audrey Blake Powell. Audrey Blake, you got a birthday this week. Happy birthday. How old will you be? Four. Golly. Four years old. Happy birthday. And Mr. Walt Proctor has a birthday on Wednesday. So uh, as we do each week, let's sing happy anniversary and happy birthday to these folks. Birthday to...
Michael Harrington, do you have a birthday this week? We did not intentionally leave you out. That, I mean, would you like for us to sing to you again? Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. And glad to, glad to have you with us today. Okay. Choir is going to lead us in our call to worship. We'll find it printed in your bulletin. So let's all stand and, and sing this song together. <clears throat> Father, thank you for a beautiful day you have given us. Lord, not just an ordinary day, but a very extraordinary day. Resurrection Sunday. We thank you, Lord, for your son Jesus, who 2,000 plus years ago walked the face of this earth, died on Calvary, was buried, and three days later came back to life. And Lord, it's because of that that we meet together this day, this Lord's day, in your house to fellowship one with another. Jesus, you died, you are now glorified, and you are King of all kings. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Remain standing for our hymn of praise, number 204. <clears throat>
Please be seated. Young folks, I'm going to change up a little bit on you. We will do our confession later on before we do communion. So, young folks, come on down. Meet me down front. And do you hear do you hear the sound of Emma? What a sweet sound that is. That's that reminds me of life, folks. Life. Thank you. That is music to my ears. All right. Okay. I know none of you want any more candy, right? No more candy? You don't want any more candy? Thank you, Wesley. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to you just a minute, okay? And um, have you ever found a prize egg that had something in it? Anybody? Found an egg that had something in it? Like candy, maybe? Money? No money? Just candy. Okay, so, Brett, how about you? You, you? you found one? Okay, a prize egg with some candy in it. Well, I got an egg here today. Actually, I got lots of eggs in here. And I want you to have one of these, all right? I want you to take one with you when you leave, along with a bag of candy. All right? But now, I want to, I want to show you this egg. I want to get this yellow one. You think anything's in it? Anything in it? Yeah, there's something in it. I want to show you what's in it, okay? And this is why I want this to be the prize egg. Because I want to show you what's in it. And I want you to keep this, put it a safe place. We got three different things in here. Oh, let me see. Look, I found the cross in it. What does that remind you of? What does the cross remind you of? Come on, speak up. Somebody? Absolutely. Brett, that's great. Jesus died on the cross. And that happened just a couple days ago, didn't it? Just, just, just a few days. Well, I got something else in it. As he was on the cross, I'll put you a little piece, a little, little red, little marble looking thing in here. What, what might that stand for? His blood. Because see, he wasn't just put up on the cross just to hang there. He, he was there bleeding and dying for us, right? And then when they put him in his grave, when they put him in his grave, they put a big, now this is a lot smaller, but they put a big rock there. So I gave you a little rock inside here too, okay, to remind you of the, of the rock that was, of the stone that was rolled in front of the, of the tomb that day, okay? All right? So we got the cross, we got the blood, we got the, we got the rock. Now we have An empty egg, right? Nothing in it. Nothing in it. What might that empty egg stand for? What? The empty tomb. Okay, the empty tomb. So always remember, young people, these little three things here. I'm going to put it back in the egg. Well, I'm going to put it back in this one because you got plenty. So I'm going to give you an egg. Okay, you might even want to share it with someone today around the dinner table. 
Okay? Tell them what all this is about. And then talk about the empty egg, which is the empty tomb. Okay? So I'm going to give you an egg and, um, and, and some candy. Let's start with the candy. See if we can get through this okay. There we go. Just grab your... There you go. Just grab your, grab your bag. There we go. Grab your bag. Allie, come on, sweetie. Get you one. There we go. Grab your bag. Okay. There we go. That's good. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Come on. Let's cut through here. Grab your bag, Harmon. Good boy. Audrey? I want to... There we go. Two more. How about that? All right. Okay. And I want to give you an egg. Okay? I'll give you an egg. Here we go, Natalie. Here's your egg. Everybody have an egg. Okay? Everybody have an egg. There we go, Harvin. Egg? All right. There we go. Terry, what you doing giving out candy up here? <laughs> My goodness. Okay. Oh, you, you didn't get candy? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Here you go, honey. Hey, shut I'm so confused. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Man. Anybody want to preach today? Please do. Let me pray for you, okay? Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you for... These eggs with the cross and a drop of blood and the stone. But Lord, we thank you most of all that Christ Jesus is no longer in the tomb. He, he's come out of that tomb victorious and he's alive today. The tomb is empty. So God, remind these sweet little boys and girls of that fact that Jesus is alive and he's not in the tomb. We pray in your name. Amen. All right. Thank you. Let's stand for the doxology. Just a small portion of what you so wonderfully bless us with each day of our lives. Bless, O God, the gift. Bless, O God, the giver. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.
Let's, let's continue in, in worship as we, as we pray together this morning. Uh, please find someone, just glance across the sanctuary this morning and find somebody to call by name as you pray uh, this morning silently. And as you do that, let's continue to pray for Diane Johnson, who will be still having some more testing done in the near future. We do want to continue to call her up and, and, and uh, give her situation to God. And they have done that, and, and, and we will continue to pray for them. Also, my mom will be going for further testing this week. Uh, we would appreciate your prayers for her as well. And, and, and I know there are many others among us. Uh, I know we could spend the rest of the afternoon uh, praying for each other in specific needs. But uh, pray as God leads you this morning. Let's bow. Lord, again, we are grateful uh, for this day that you've given us. Just a blessing to be uh, among your people. Just a blessing to fellowship. Just a wonderful opportunity you give us as Christians to pray for each other. Hand in hand. Heart to heart. We continue to pray, oh God, for Diane. She had doctor's appointments this past week and Lord still awaiting test results and we pray for even future doctor's appointments that she will have and we ask that those go well and that they will be able to pinpoint exactly what's going on and they will be able to help her. Lord, for my mom, pray for her this week as she goes uh, to the doctor. I pray that that goes well and and uh, Lord, she will be able to make decisions, God, that would be uh, best for her. And Lord, I just thank you for each person seated in these pews this morning. What a blessing it is to see folks in worship. What a joy. Lord, you taught your 12 disciples many years ago what we call the model prayer that we're to model our lives after. But God, remind us of that prayer as we pray together. Our Father, Let's stand as we sing. 208.
if you would. Inside your bulletin, you will find the Apostles' Creed there printed for you. If you need that, please turn there as we affirm our faith together in reciting that at this time. I believe in God. Please be seated. The choir has blessed our heart already today. And now we'll get a second blessing. Ashley Smith is coming to sing for us this morning. Ashley, thank you for doing this for us this morning. Most importantly, thank you for using your God-given abilities to sing and, and, to, and to bring honor to Him.
Thank you, Ashley, and what a blessing. Thank you. <clears throat> you will uh, find 1 Corinthians chapter 15 with me, if you will. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Some of you are looking around for a handout, aren't you? You're looking around at what you're going to make your grocery list with for the week. What kind of errands you need to run this week. I know. I know what you're doing. Whatever you do, don't leave those in the pew when you leave. Because periodically I'll go by and check the pews and make sure what kind of notes you're leaving or making. I wish you'd sit down and be quiet. Folks, what this? I am so excited to be able don't do a very good job, but able to preach God's Word. God's Word. Not my Word, not my mom's Word, not my wife or children's Word, but God's Word. <clears throat> First Corinthians chapter 15, not the typical passage for uh, Easter per se, But I trust that um, God will use it, and I know He will, as we look together. In the mid-1950s, British minister W.E. Sangster began to lose his voice and his mobility. He was diagnosed with a disease that caused progressive muscular atrophy. This gentleman knew that death was imminent, of course, but death was really near. And as he began to, to find out more and more about this disease, he began to write and to pray without ceasing. Sangster's voice eventually completely failed him. His legs became useless. On one particular Easter morning, just a couple of weeks before he died, he, he took a pen in his shaking hand and he wrote his daughter a letter. And in that letter, a letter this is what was written. I quote, It's terrible to wake up on Easter morning and have no voice to shout, He is risen. But it would be terrible to have a voice and not want to shout, He is risen. Church, can I say to us today, He is risen, and your response? Indeed. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, look at verse number 12. Paul writes, but if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there's no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. 
More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that He raised Christ from the dead, but He did not raise Him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. The word of the Lord. Lord, we bow before you, thanking you for your word. And I pray now, God, that you would use your word to speak to our hearts individually and collectively. And that our hearts might be challenged. And that we would be reminded that we serve a risen Savior who is Christ the Lord. We pray in your name. Amen. The late Billy Graham uh, was quoted as saying something along these lines. If I were an enemy of Christianity, I would aim right at the resurrection. Because that is the heart of Christianity. End of quote. As I read that this week, uh, it, it raises to me and hopefully to you a profound question. What would happen... To your and my faith, if tomorrow morning, bright and early, Monday morning, the newspaper carried this headline, Body of Jesus Found Near Jerusalem, what would be left of our Christian faith? Or would it matter at all? Or would we go on as if nothing had ever happened? If there is no resurrection, look with me back in our text that we just read. If there is no resurrection, we'll go through this. Verse 13, then not even Christ has been raised. Verse 14, and if Christ has not been raised, then our praying, our preaching, our faith according to God's Word, is futile or useless, worthless, empty. Verse 15. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. Verse 17. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. If Christ is still in the tomb, He cannot save us from our sins. We cannot be forgiven of our sins. And you know what that makes us? That makes us eternally lost. Well, verse 18 is not very encouraging. 
If all of this is so, if there's no resurrection, then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. And I began to think, if there's no resurrection, guess what? We will no longer see our loved ones. Folks, I don't know about you, but I want to see those who have passed on before me. My friends and, and, and my family who has gone on to be with the Lord. Verse 19. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. But thanks be to God, as we say often for verse 20. For verse 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead. I want to pause here and ask you this question. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? That Christ is risen from the dead? Now, I did not read these verses intentionally. Go back to verse 1 of chapter 15, if you will. Verse 1. Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. Now, emphasis on 3 and 4. Look at verse 3 and 4. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. So Paul says, the first thing you need to know is this, that Christ died for our sins. Do you believe that, church? I didn't say it, but listen, according to the Scriptures. Next, look what happened. That He was buried that he was raised on the third day, according to the elders of Midway Presbyterian Church, according to the Scriptures. And that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. So now we, we, we have fact and proof that he was seen and the list goes on and and he appeared to more than 500 in verse number six and he appeared to james and in verse number seven and to all the apostles and paul says last of all he appeared to me also as to be one abnormally born so jesus died on good friday and on easter sunday morning which is today he rose from the grave he rose personally he rose bodily it wasn't some ghost or some phantom or, or no substitute Jesus. It was the crucified Jesus that came back to life. How wonderful the fact of the resurrection. No April fools. Now because of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me, let me go through this quickly for sake of time here. First... There is hope for the hopeless. Psalm 62, 5 and Isaiah 40, 31. Please take some time to read those two verses. Secondly, there, there's now light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world that shines in the darkness. 
We can say with confidence, number three, uh, that no one is beyond the reach of God's amazing grace. Whatever your sin may be, whatever wrong road you may have traveled down or are traveling down, even as I speak, the shed blood of Jesus Christ can and will forgive you. 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Death, we're told, number four, has lost its sting, has lost its victory. Number five, because of the resurrection, we still die, yes we do, but we don't remain dead forever. Paul said what? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Something else that is encouraging to me, and I hope, for, hope so for you, is heaven becomes our eternal home for the born-again believer. John chapter four, uh, 14, verses 1 through 5. So church, let me remind us that when Jesus was crucified on Good Friday... That was not the climax. The climax was Easter Sunday morning. Is this very day in which we are worshiping a risen Savior when Christ rose from the grave. Join me. He is risen. He is risen indeed. That's the message, church, that turned literally this world upside down. The Son of God, Jesus, had come back to life from the dead. Nothing like that has ever, ever happened before. We don't worship a dead Jesus. We worship a risen, living Savior. That's why the grave is empty. To remind us that Jesus died a physical death, but He is now alive again. It really happened. No, we don't think of good news when we think of a graveyard, do we? But that first Easter morning, there was great news. Jesus was alive. And see, your faith and your future and your hope, my faith, future, and hope, rests on what happened in the garden tomb outside Jerusalem some 2,000 years ago. Thanks be to God for the empty tomb Let's do roll call for those leaders of the world's religion. And let's call for Muhammad. Here. Buddha. Here. Confucius. Here. Jesus Christ. Are you in there, Jesus? If you are, please answer here. And he's not. He's not there because the grave is empty. He is risen, just like he said. You know, if you're like me, sometimes we get kind of caught up in the gloom and doom of the world, do we not? And how everything seems to be so bad. And it seems like to me a lot of times that evil is winning. But I'm reminded of Easter. No grave deep enough. No seal tough enough. No stone heavy enough. No evil strong enough that could keep Jesus in the grave. Let me conclude with this. 
those of you who were here this morning for sunrise service. I read a passage from chapter 28 of Matthew. And this is how I want to conclude this morning with verse number 10. As those folks there go to the grave and, and they look in and they don't see Jesus there. He's gone. He he's, he's, has been taken. He, he come to life and he came out of the, out of the grave. Listen to what Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 28, verse 10. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. But get these next two words, church. Go and tell. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. As I read that this week, my heart was challenged. Personally, and I pray that yours is as well, that on this Easter morning, we will take this verse, these two action verbs, go and tell. And as we go, as we tell, we're to go in three ways, affirming the suffering, death, resurrection of Christ. Affirming. Joyously declaring the good news of the love of God. For you, for me. Thirdly, boldly living the new life in Christ. We must never, church, lose the significance of the resurrection. So I ask, do our lives demonstrate that we serve a risen Lord? Do we possess the hope, the peace, the strength that the reality and the power of His resurrection gives to his children. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. As we move into further worship, we conclude the service today by coming to the table together. You read in your bulletin um, earlier about communion. The invitation is open to all those who have been baptized in the Christian faith. You're welcome to come to the table. But we're to come in a way that would bring honor and glory to God. And we do that by taking just a few moments to examine ourselves. Examine ourselves before we come to the table. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Here we go. Church, a man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. So let's spend just a few seconds in confession. Can we do that? Let's pray.
And it's in Christ's name we offer these prayers. Amen. I'd ask the elders at this time to come and to uncover the table.